Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Happy New Year, groupies. To finish out 2019, we are, of course, talking about the biggest headlines surrounding the Carolina Panthers, the coaching search. Obviously, Coach Taylor walked into a situation at Dillon where expectations were sky high. I mean, you're talking about a program that expects to win state titles year in and year out. And then we go into sharing some of our favorite memories from celebrating New Year's of years past. I was in Times Square. No. Did you wear a diaper? I hear people no. have to do that. I, I I walked I walked by it and all the people were in like the cages. They have yes. everyone in cages. That's why you have to wear a diaper. Yeah, you it's can't ridiculous. get out. But when you said like unfortunately you we all were forced in that moment to imagine Will wearing a diaper. We have that and so much more on the final group chat of twenty nineteen. <laughs> You've been added to the group chat with your friends Caroline Can, Max Henson, and Will Bryan. Happy New Year, everyone. If you're listening to this in 2019, that's old news. Happy 2020. This is a weird year because I remember being a senior in high school. My biology teacher had young twin boys, and they were they were teeny tiny and had on these shirts that said class of 2020. And I thought, wow, that's forever away. Wow. Boom. Now they're graduating high school. They're Thanks. going to college. It's weird. This, deuce, is a, this is a big year. 2020. So happy new year. Hope everyone had a great 2019. I've seen a lot of negative things on social media about people saying that 2019 was not a good year for them. That's sad. Was it, it a good year for you guys? <laughs> <laughs> So, so maybe it's I think it you. was a good year for Will Bryan. It was a pretty good year. There's, I mean, there's things that didn't go great. You know, the rush defense wasn't fantastic. So that that kind of does your that hurt world me. revolve yeah. around no, Panthers on, football? Will. The rush, yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Panther stat guy Max is <laughs> totally happy. no, no. I mean, Panther stat guy got to talk about a lot of things this year. <laughs> so Panther stat guy is happy. Yes, yes. Max How is rolling you, Max? his eyes. Did at you me. have a good 2019, Max? Yeah, I, I've I've got no real complaints. Okay. Um I feel like it was a pretty it was a pretty good year. Yeah. Overall. I mean, yes, the f- football season did not go great, but we don't let, that's a small part. We don't of, let our worlds revolve yes, around. Exactly. You can't that all the time. We no. unfortunately cannot control the outcome of the games on Sunday. So if we let but that Some just, people on Twitter <laughs> think we can. Yeah. I mean it's just we're just here to tell the stories. <laughs> yeah. So um yeah, I would have liked to tell some stories about some more wins, but no, I I feel like twenty nineteen was pretty good to me personally. Yeah, I'm the same. Twenty nineteen was a great year for me. 2020 is going to be really fun. 
It's going to be fun for a lot of reasons, a lot of personal reasons, but it's also going to be fun because of all the changes that are about to happen to the Carolina Panthers. Of course, starting with right now what is stealing all headlines for us as a content group right now, stealing our attention, is of course the head coaching search. Whether they are rumors or they are true or their sources, we're hearing so much about this coaching search. I know you are as well if you're listening to this podcast. Nine times out of ten, you are a Panthers fan, so you are hearing all about this too. So we thought that we would play a little, what is this, Wheel of Fortune, a roulette? What We, we didn't really come up with a fun name for this. Yeah, we should have done that. Dang, what we're we really this? leaving 2019. Now we're on the spot. No, no, no. Now we're on the spot. Uh, Planko. We came I mean, up with this <laughs> off of the coaching carousel. Yeah, the yes. coaching carousel, yeah. Because that happens like, every year. I like the roulette wheel. The I roulette. like where you're going with that. All right, yeah. let's do the roulette. So yeah. that's what we're doing. We're going to just spin the wheel that we have up here with coaches' names on them, and we're just going to talk about what You worked that really could hard on this like. wheel, too. It looks beautiful Thank with you. all the names on it. And I it's tried all, like, really spent hard. all right. night making I this. I love yeah. The Price is Right, yep. and yeah. so I just kind of pulled in my best crafting The showcase showdown, right? The, yeah. Obviously, the, <laughs> the listeners can't see, but it's this huge wheel that's right in front of us. And Matt is literally going to spin this thing uh, until we land on a coach. Matt that better give it a good about. spin. Yeah, we've given no Matt an, spins, official, Matt. an official role in this podcast other than being the producer that puts it all together. So are you excited about this? I'm very Matt? excited. It's a very heavy wheel to spin, too. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was it a is. bit of a pain to get it in the studio, but <laughs> we managed. It is. All right, so... You get you get it. We're going to spin it. We're going to talk about it. Um, and then we're just going to run through as many as we can without making this the longest podcast of 2019. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave this um, at an appropriate, yes, at an appropriate link. So let's just jump into this. Matt, spin the wheel. Good spin. Nice. That was good. What do we land Who on? Who is it? First up is Mike McCarthy. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> this is everyone's favorite. <laughs> Mike McCarthy. <laughs> Will, I know you want to talk about Mike McCarthy. Mike Tell McCarthy. Us a bit about Mike. You're actually According, wearing green today. Some, like, Packer I know. Green. He has know, all this Packer the, green. My, wow. my, my Packer sweater. So Mike McCarthy, obviously, Aaron Rodgers, Mike McCarthy have been the the dynamic yeah. tandem for much of the last decade. Uh, rumored already to have been interviewed twice, according to reports. I think the the big thing to know about Mike is uh, Mike, Mike, my Hi. old my old buddy Mike. That I, you know, Mike. Just, I love Mike. You it's know. No big deal. You guys no, know, you know Mike. It, it, you know Mike. <laughs> you know Mike. Mike Mac. You know Mike. Um, so M- McCarthy was fired by the Packers after uh, or kind of near the end of the 2018 season. Um, two years where Rodgers was hurt, kind of in his last two years there. Obviously had a long time with Rodgers, a lot of success. Offensive coach, spent some of the 90s with the Kansas City Chiefs, um, but obviously offensive-minded, one of the older candidates among the candidates that have been listed so far. Um, kind of the big the big storyline around him is that he spent this whole last year essentially in a bunker yeah. up in Wisconsin looking over tape with Jim Hazlitt, Frank Signetti, and Scott McCurley. Literally going through week by week, this is what I'm going to do on a Tuesday. This is how I'm going to structure practice. This is how we're going to game plan for this, looking back over old Packers tapes, looking at what all of the innovative offenses of the league are doing right now, the Chiefs obviously uh, studying them, the the Ravens, looking at what these teams are doing and trying to figure out ways to kind of innovate and create new ways to go about creating his own offense. So he's putting out 
the right he's putting out the right storyline he's certainly saying Absolutely. what you want to hear of innovation and old school toughness and that that's what he's trying to convey uh so that's kind of why he's he's on the radar right now and he, he was someone that they could interview early that yeah. they didn't have to wait till the end of the season because he was already you know out yeah yeah you imagine he has come very prepared for his interviews after spending a year in a bunker yeah evaluating everything there is to, to see with nfl football these days um yeah, I thought that was super interesting just reading about that throughout the course of the year that this guy, a Super Bowl champion head coach, was kind of just rededicating himself to evaluating his own philosophies as well as the philosophies of those around the league. The The thing about McCarthy is it's like he was obviously blessed to have a guy like Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback, but it's also kind of something that's like a knock against him now. It's like, how come you didn't win more with Aaron? Right. Um, and I think that's one of the questions people have about McCarthy is, okay, so you had one of the greatest quarterback talents of all time. They did win that one Super Bowl. They had some great seasons, a 15-1 and season, a 12-4 and season, won that division a bunch of years in a row. But why was there not more? And I think that's the question that Mike is answering in these in these interviews uh, as he looks for his next job. Yeah, we're all just on a first-name basis with Mike. <laughs> we all know um, him so well. <laughs> But uh, there, there, there's no denying that the best we saw of Aaron Rodgers was, you know, with with Mike McCarthy. Right. I mean, when when those two were really humming, I mean, it was that was something special. They just didn't win as much. Look, it's it's hard enough to win one Super Bowl, so he's got that. You right. know, there's not many guys out there interviewing for jobs with a Super Bowl ring. But I think people do wonder, okay, you had Aaron Rodgers, how come you didn't win more? Well, and that that might be a theme as we continue down this wheel today. Of well, all of these guys had this stud at quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like how much of it is really them versus how much of it is this player that's kind of carrying their success. I mean, one way or another, you can always debate, you know, how much of it's play calling and how much of it's just this is an incredible quarterback. I wonder with Mike, since we all know him so well, if he would be a coordinator. I think he has prepared himself so much and put this narrative out of being a head coach. But like we're saying, there are some things against him that in this new age of NFL – Maybe he doesn't fit the bill of what these owners are looking for in a head coach. Would he go in and be a coordinator? Because he has all the philosophies. I mean, he knows he he has proven to be that type of coach. But I I do wonder about that. Of has he pigeonholed himself to be the head coach, or would he go in under a young hot shot coach yeah. and be the coordinator? I, th- I think he's he's earned the right to be a head coach again. I, I think in the, with the way this league works and guys getting recycled around and, uh, and other opportunities. I mean, this, this guy's got a Super Bowl ring. Again, there there aren't many head coaches who have that. I do think, I mean, he's going to be a play caller if he's right. a head coach again. I yeah. mean, that's going to be part of the deal. It's like he's going to call plays because uh, he feels like that's one. That's what he brings to the table as an offensive mind. So I think he'll get another shot to be a head coach. I don't know where that'll be. Maybe it's here. Um, but I think he's he's a guy someone's going to take a chance on, and rightfully so. But you would have to wonder if this cycle, I mean, you know, his name has obviously been now been connected to a number of teams you know, if this cycle goes through and he doesn't get a job, I mean, I, I'd wonder that. You know, if two years out of the league, then you start to, you know, you start to yeah. question that. Yeah. All right, well, that's five minutes on Mike. So let's see. Let's go. Who are who's our next guy? Who do we Spin get to talk wheel. about next? Spin that wheel. Spin really that heavy. wheel. Spin that wheel. Spin that wheel. John Can. Ah! Oh man! Oh, man. You know, this, this Underrated. Now, this is a, a a dark horse in this race. Everyone, does anyone know who John Can is out there? 
I don't think so. You're going to have to tell us a little bit more. Okay, is, this is my dad. Is there any relation? I was going to say. <laughs> this is my dad. Any here's, <laughs> here's why I think this is so funny. I jokingly threw this out in a planning meeting because my dad looks like a football coach. So I just said it would be funny if we wanted to create some buzz and some rumors to just have my dad fly in yeah. to, you know, you don't even need to fly in. Just walk out of the airport looking like a coach, have a black car, pick him mm-hmm. up bring him to Bank of America Stadium, just have him walk in. Yeah. Just so people would be like, who is this guy that the Panthers are interviewing? Caroline, what's his resume look like? Yeah, tell us a little about what, what kind of coach is he? Is yeah. he a player's yeah. coach? Is he he's, he's, super he's demanding? He's definitely a player's coach. Okay. Uh, he is more offense. He played offensive line in college. Uh, so he was definitely all – he's all about the trenches. That was mm-hmm. really where he he feels – Old school toughness. Uh, old school toughness, but very much so. Uh, very – very into the discipline and making sure that guys have a routine. That was his big deal when he was he was coaching high school ball was to teach these guys some discipline, uh, which, you know, that, that builds Important. some type of mm-hmm. culture here. Yeah. And so, I, 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 you know, I really think guys should really give John Cann a look. Now, I when you say he looks like a coach, like, d- describe what, what you mean by that. And, like, so, so like well, what was his, like, game day attire? Like, was he, like, Well, a, he's, like, in your classic. The game day really wasn't where he shines. Where he shines <laughs> is... I mean, he does in his coaching ability, uh-huh. but looking like a coach. Yeah, we want a coach to shine on game day. Yeah, yeah we, he, that's he kind will, of important. He wants, you know, he wants some things now. But where he shines in looking like a football coach mm-hmm. is just on a random Tuesday. Okay. At Target. Gotcha. He, he is always looking like a coach. He came to training camp this past year in Spartanburg, and people instantly were like, "Where's he, coach?" Do they just call him coach? Yeah. 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 Where's he? Hey, coach, over here. <laughs> he came up to Indianapolis to training camp when I was there. And instantly, people that I did not know were asking, "Where's he, coach?" Yeah, you know, he look. He just if you if you were going to <laughs> cast a football coach in a movie, it, you would be looking for a John wow. John Can look. Has John Can is he been name, in a, a good movie? coach name too. Yeah, he hasn't. Yeah, John Can is a good. It is. Yeah. It's just, I mean, there's, there's a lot. A, you can do. There's a lot, a lot of can. casting calls for these. For I'm these telling movies. you, he, I I think he would just be a phenomenal extra in a movie. Well, he, I don't know if he has the acting chops. To be the lead guy, but who knows? Yeah. My dad is a, a talented, okay. talented dude. Well, I think I'm gonna spin the wheel again because we're looking for a real coach, not a TV coach. Wow, real coach. And you get he was a real coach. You bite he your tongue, a, Matt. He is. You make it really tough to be nice to you. He is a. Uh, he is a real coach. He he actually became an athlete. I think John Cat could put together a great staff with some good coordinators. He really could. People would want to work for him, but he did stop coaching. I do understand where you're coming from. He stopped coaching in 2012. Okay, yeah, that's a long and became, time. Well, now he's, and he's, now he's a, refreshed. He's, he's yeah. re-energized. Yeah. He's been watching a lot of tape. Watching a lot of tape. He's been in a bunker in South yeah, Carolina. Exactly. Yeah, he, he has. He's been learning kind of the organizational type uh, as an athletic director, so he would be able to come in and instantly, you know. know. Go mm-hmm. John Can. All right, spin the wheel. <laughs> Matt Rule. Matt Ooh. Rule. Hot name. Hot name. Everybody's talking about Matt Rule right now. What do we think? Guys of, interviewing for every job available. If we talked about the game Except day for the attire. Browns, Except, for the, Except for the Browns. He yeah. did what do we say think about good. his? What's that? You know, we were just talking about game day attire. What do we think about yeah. that look? So he's Quite got a look. Yeah, he's got this like this look that I guess became his thing in yeah. his past. It's year. a look. L-E-W-K. Mm. It's so a so look. it's like a little like it's like a kind of like windbreaker vest with a hoodie, short sleeve hoodie right, underneath. Yeah. That I guess his players and everybody just sort of like got behind. It was like had these like, like magical casual, powers. It's a casual Belichick. Yeah, yeah. 
I like Co- it. The college Belichick. Uh, yeah, Rule's an, an interesting guy. I mean, his resume looks a little like this. Took over Temple as their head coach. They were 2-10 and ten his first year. 6-6 six and six the next year, 10-4, and 10-3. So a complete turnaround, rebuild. Then he gets the Baylor job. First year, they're 1-11. and 11. Next year, 7-6. and six. Next year, 11-2. and two. So like, he clearly has a track record of getting to places, figuring out where the problem areas are, addressing them, and then they become really good, really competitive. Uh, obviously, this is at the, the, the college ranks, so there's a transition to be made about coming to the NFL. But clearly, with the amount of interest that people have in him, he's got the type of personality – the demeanor. I like his honesty. I like the way he yes. approached his his team meeting with his Baylor players yes. and was like, guys, I would be dumb not to hear these teams out. And he credited the players. Like, I'm not getting this opportunity without you guys going on the field and getting wins. So I, I just like the way he's handling it all. Obviously comes from a really good coaching tree with guys he's worked for. So yeah, he's going to have a job soon. Um, and it seems like teams are lining up to be you know, the ones to potentially offer him. Yeah, the Giants are very, very interested in him. He said no to interviewing for the Cleveland Browns, apparently. Uh, so that's that's something. Yeah, funny. Um, so <laughs> sorry. Yeah, Bill. this is a this is an interesting person because when we heard David Tepper first talk, he said, you know, having that NFL experience would be nice, but he didn't rule out the fact sure. of of not rule. <laughs> Oh, hey. Hey. so many players. Hey. Oh my gosh. He didn't rule yeah. out talking exactly. to college coaches. And this one is interesting. And I thought that, you know, the big question is can he make that transition? I think the fact that he held the meeting with his players and was very upfront with them, that's the NFL. That's mm-hmm. what makes teams successful is the transparency, the honesty, the this is a business. This is, you know, yeah, I'm you going treat to treat everybody like yes, Ben. Yeah, I, right, right. I think that is a big indicator if he has those intangibles mm-hmm. that you want out of a coach. Now, there's a lot more to it. Uh, the NFL is, of course, this national brand. And yeah. at Baylor, not too many people, unless you're in Waco or super you know, paying attention to that or in Texas. So I think there is that as well. But I, I like him. I like how he's handled the press. I like how he's handled his business of they play on New Year's Day. So watching, pay attention, tune in to see how they play. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm super interested. He's going. I think he will land in the NFL. Yeah, it's just it seems pretty clear. Where. Yeah, yeah. And again, like that, the Baylor program, like with everything that went on there, yeah. like yeah. that was not an easy situation oh. to walk into. So yeah, he's clearly got the coaching chops. Um, I'm, I would be curious to see what kind of staff he could put together. I think a lot for a lot of these guys, it's important that they have somebody with NFL head coaching experience on their staff to kind of help them with that transition. Um, and he's not necessarily a specialist type. Like this isn't like whiz kid offensive mind or mm-hmm. some, you know, defensive coordinator who's just shut teams down throughout his tenure. He's kind of a he's a program builder, and and I think that can transfer to the NFL. But a lot of these NFL owners now are looking for a guy who's going to give them a specific edge on one side of the ball, you know, and say we're we know we're going into this game with an advantage because this guy can call plays better than anybody else. Rule is a little bit of a different. Um, candidate in that sense, in that his strength is obviously being the CEO type to kind of bring rise all ships. So Would you say that he plays by his own rules? I think I think you could say that. I think you could. <laughs> and say that. and finally, I mean, and I think the Panthers, but I think they need that right now. Yeah, you yeah. know, I don't think they need you know a, a whiz kid to come in and mm-hmm. sit in a room. And I think and come that's up why with all, you know that's why his some, coordinator hires would be important. Too. Right, yes. right, because it, there needs to be a culture yeah. reestablished well, right now. And yeah. look at what's coming. For the Panthers in the next three years, I mean, you're you're moving from your 
headquarters being in uptown Charlotte to yep. moving it to, you know, 15 minutes away in South Carolina. What's that going to look like for where your coaching staff lives, where your players live, how the game – I mean, there's a lot of just organizational changes that a guy like this seems to have the chops to be able to handle that and and move forward. I think that's a big thing, too. If you can – I mean, if your team doesn't know what they're doing, when they're doing it, that – that's problem number one, and yeah. it seems like he he's done that. He's an intriguing guy for sure. He yeah. is. He is. Keep his name at the top of your list if you're um, keeping up with this coaching search. Spin the wheel again, Matt, please. Josh McDaniels. Ooh. You want to take a take a, a stab at Josh here first? Tell us a little bit sure. about Mr. McDaniels. I just have a history with Josh McDaniels. Because I was a part of the content team in Indianapolis when we agreed to terms with Mr. McDaniels uh, to come, and then he didn't. Mm. So he's a great coach, and he's done this before. This is not the first time that he has said, I will go, and you know, then comes back to New England or goes back to New England. I think he's, his, his hires will also be a very big deal. They're all going to be big deals, coordinators are. But I think – him even more because he has been Belichick's right-hand man for years. And Belichick has made it very clear that he doesn't want Josh to leave. But Josh has continued to, you know, poke his head out of the sand and look at the opportunities that are coming. Obviously, he has had Tom Brady uh, to be, you know, the puppet. I'm not who's the, sure who's the puppet or puppet master in that relationship, but um, he's had him to work with. Of course, all the success that they've had in New England – I think what is interesting when you look at assistants that come out of New England is they try to be Belichick. And that's what you see in Detroit, uh, in Tennessee. That's what, you know, we kind of heard about Josh McDaniels coming out is, and that's what owners want. Everyone wants a slice of the Belichick Owners want what New England is doing. And so, yes, that's a very easy way to kind of sell yourself. I think Josh McDaniels is a fantastic coach, and he was an exciting hire. Uh, when when we initially hired him in India <laughs> for a few it, minutes, for, <laughs> for just a couple yeah. of days, it was really exciting. Yeah. Um. But I I don't know. I'm I'm on the fence about this one. I think he's great. I think he would. In, he obviously interviews very very well, and he would have this plan. I just my I'm just weird about him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and look, obviously you have reason to be. I, I was a intern with the Broncos right after Josh left. Uh, Denver, where he had gotten fired after being the head coach there. That was his, his first opportunity. The first time he left New England, went to Denver. It didn't didn't work out great for him there, um, but went back to New England and clearly reestablished himself as one of the top, if not the top, offensive mind in the league. And I think his players all swear by him. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's talking to Chris Hogan here in this locker room, or you know Brady Edelman, all the all these guys. They will have you believe that he is a genius and he's somebody who will give you a clear advantage over the rest of the league with just how he views the game and how he can dissect a defense. As you were talking about, Carolina, everybody wants a piece of what Belichick has done in New England, if you can somehow replicate that in your own franchise. So I think that's what makes Josh appealing. He's young. This is an offensive league, a quarterback-driven league. That's what Josh McDaniel's specialty is. Um, He's been very picky clearly, about yes. trying to figure out where his – because he's had the opportunities, uh, and he's going to have them again this year, it seems. So um, if you want a guy who you think is going to clearly give you some sort of offensive edge, 
that is what Josh has always seemingly brought to the table. But there's always been questions about him because of just kind of how things went in Denver and obviously what happened with Indianapolis. Yeah, when I say I'm weird about him, it's more just the gun shy. Is he really going to leave New England? I don't know if he will. And you look at all these opportunities, I think he would be a great hire. I mean, why, what you're saying of all the players swearing by him, that's what you want. You want someone that instantly these players are going to buy into, and I think Josh McDaniels would be that, will be that if, if he chooses to leave New England. I just don't know if Belichick will let him go. And I think what, what is upcoming in New England, you just look at that situation of Tom Brady at the end of the year is a free agent, all of these changes that could be coming there. Yeah. Maybe this is the time for him to leave yeah. New England, or maybe it's not. Maybe this is where Belichick hammers down and says, absolutely not. You can't leave because we have all these pieces. Or maybe it's just, it is yeah. time. I always had the sense that Belichick was grooming him for this opportunity. And I think that's what Belichick has enjoyed kind of doing, whether it's Patricia or Flores or yeah. a guy like Vrabel who played for him. I think that's that's part, that's what elevates the greatness of Bill Belichick mm-hmm. is when he can say, look at all these guys who have yeah. now. Um, well, so I think about- he wants Josh to have that opportunity. Um I think it's more Josh being like, I've got Belichick and Brady here. It's like I can, I'm not going to leave until I know that I can have success or I feel really, really good about the next place I'm going to because it's, it has not been a bad gig for him in New England. No, it hasn't. And let's go with the off-the-wall chance that he emerges in New England. Of right. all, and that's know? the other I mean, thing. What, right? if, what, if it's an end, yeah. what if it's an end of, of an era, whether it's next right. year or in three years or whatever it is, and, and Belichick saying, hey, man, stick around Absolutely. because that's always I will thought, be fit, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I just think there's a lot going on in New England. I don't think it's as much of – there's been plenty of jobs that Josh obviously was interested in. I think what is the most interesting piece here is what's happening in New England. It's not, you know, he he's not a rule where it's like, all right, this is a next step for me. Mm-hmm. I think it would be almost a lateral, uh, you know, not obviously a head coach is a step up, but when you just yeah. look at the opportunities that he has, I think he gets to look at it more from a lateral perspective than a lot of these other coaches, yeah. and that's what has held him in New England. He's yeah. an interesting one. I he he's fascinating to me just because of all the interest he continues to get and the decisions he's making. Mm-hmm. And Tom Brady, free agent. That's what I'm saying. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe Tom Brady comes maybe the, south. Yeah, maybe the timing maybe Tom is Brady right. comes yeah. with him. Let's just throw it all Let's out Let's just there. throw it out that out Can there. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't. Can't. could you I imagine? Can't. Oh, my goodness. We're just going to leave that out there for everyone. Just, just, just think about it. Do you guys think that that's the first question Josh McDaniels has asked about um, what happened with Indianapolis last year? Do you think that's the first interview question he gets? Yeah, yeah that's got to be. It's right. got to be the elephant. Everyone's got an. Uh, I don't uh, know though because he there. was asked about that at the Super Bowl. But after after he went through everything in Indianapolis, there was a press. He had a press conference at the Super Bowl, and that's where he was really asked about it. And he did address it. He had his you know answer for everyone. But do you think a guy? I mean, you guys know Tepper. Just, yeah, if I'm an if, if I'm an NFL Tepper, team, yeah. oh whoa, whoa, I, I, oh I, that's oh, what he's saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's Heck what he's saying. Yeah, that's what I'm oh, saying. Absolutely. Yeah, he's saying. Yeah, I, if I'm an NFL team, I have to get to the right. bottom of what happened there. Explain to me what happened. Yeah, it is no great. Doubt. I mean, the story is that Belichick wouldn't let him leave the building. That he he had told Belichick, mm. and he was starting to pack up his office. And Belichick came down and sat in his office and wouldn't let him. And said, "What is it going to take to keep you here?" That wow. was the story. Yeah. And hmm. so then he called his wife and everyone. Because there, right, well. there were so many things about the the assistants that were hired. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there was a lot of layers to that. One more time, spin the wheel here, man. All right, one more. My arm is so heavy from spinning the yeah, wheel. Yeah, I know. We'll get you some ice. 
Eric B. Enemy. Eric B. Enemy. The enemy. B. Enemy. I mean, think of all Eric the things. Eric sleeping with B. Enemy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a Chris Berman. That was a Chris still... Berman, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. good. Uh, do you want me to give a quick rundown on B. Enemy? Yeah. I think this is a really intriguing guy as well. Has had a lot of success under Andy Reid with the Chiefs. I'm just going to let Andy speak. Uh, again, we're on first name basis with all these guys. Yeah, we um, know them. You really guys know well. Andy. Here's what Andy. I'm just because honestly, what we you don't care what I have to say about Eric B. I care. This is what Andy Reid has to say about Eric B. I'd say hire him like right now. This is what I'd tell you. I don't want to lose him, but if you're asking me if he's ready to be a head coach, yeah, he's ready. He was ready last year. Nobody is in more control than he is within this game. He's a leader of men. He knows football, but he knows the offense like a back of his hand. He's in the quarterback room every day. I think if you talk to Patrick Mahomes, I think Patrick would tell you how much of an influence he's had on him. So a ringing endorsement from Andy Reid, who's had a lot of success in this mm-hmm. league. Yeesh. Um, yeah. The enemy is, a, is an offensive guy, obviously with Mahomes and what that Chiefs offense has done. People have marveled at it. He's, he's clearly ready for an opportunity. Will a team give him one? I mean, he went through, I think, four or five interviews with teams last year and didn't get it. Uh, now he's going to kind of go through the – his name is going through the, the car wash again, and we'll see. But I – I'm also very intrigued by this one. The enemy, the enemy. I, I like it a lot. I think it's a great it's a great call of you know someone he he spent some time at Colorado, so he doesn't necessarily have all of the years of NFL experience. But I think it's interesting that he was assistant in the NFL, then went back for the Colorado job, and then came back. So you know it has a little bit of both. You know, a lot of times guys are kind of all all one or the yeah. other. So I mean, it shows that he you know he's a little bit more um, versatile in what he's programs he's been able to build but I mean yeah I mean went running backs coach with Jamal Charles and then now with what he's done with Mahomes the last two years I mean it's incredible yep it is and I I think he's one of those that like you said last year he went through the ringer of interviews but then you didn't really hear his name so but then when there's this ringing endorsement that comes Mm -hmm. out from a head coach I think it it, I mean you have to listen to that because he doesn't want to lose him, but he's still going out there and saying, hey, I think this guy's yeah. very ready to, to come in. I think the interesting part with him is, I think a question that these coaches are getting is the Cam Newton question. What, what do you want yeah. to do? Is there a quarterback right. you you would want to bring in that you think you could bring in, whether that's through free agency or, you know, I think that's an interesting piece, and I would have loved to hear what he has to say. I yeah. think that Josh McDaniels could pull in a free agent quarterback from somewhere if that's the direction that this organization chooses to go. I think even, you know, Rule could do the same. I think there's enough attraction around him or he even knows the college game really well to maybe know a second or third round guy that, you know, if you do if you choose to do that again mm-hmm. and do the Will Greer experiment again. I think this is an interesting I just want to know who who would you? Yeah. What who yeah. is someone that you you think could do it here yeah. in Carolina? What is it Cam Newton? Is it someone else? And I think that that's a piece that with him, I'm not really sure what that answer would be. I think with all the other guys that are in this running, I'm thinking, okay, I think this might be the direction that they would go. With him, I'm, yeah. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, he's not going anywhere. Right. And then you, yeah. you know, you look at the backups they've had on there, and it's like, okay, I don't know. I think yeah. that's the interesting piece with this guy. Is of course you still there's still this quarterback question that we're going to be talking about. Absolutely, for absolutely. Matt, do we have time for one more spin? Give us one more spin. One more? All right. I can do that. Eric Taylor. Yes, I was hoping he was going to land this, on this one. This yes. is, I mean, this would be huge. Okay. I don't even know where to begin with this. I'm just going to start. <laughs> I'm just going to start. 
obviously, Coach Taylor walked into a situation at Dillon where expectations were sky high. I mean, you're talking about a program that expects to win state titles year in and year out. To go 8-2 and two in his first season and win the state title game, with everything that happened with Jason Street early in the year, the horrific nature of that injury, to, to rally the team around a guy that not many people believed in in Matt Saracen. And, Will, I know you were one of them who didn't think he could get the job done. But this was a guy who they built a game plan for and really got that whole locker room to believe that Saracen could lead them to a state title, and they did it. It, it was remarkable. 7-1 the next year to lose in the state quarterfinal was disappointing. Okay, you had the J.D. McGoy experiment, another quarterback you bring into the mix. How was that going to affect the locker room, the psyche of that team? But he mad- Caroline, don't laugh. They, ma- they managed to navigate. You're going to make me laugh. They navigated that well enough. And, yes, he lost again in the state title game in 2008 after a 9-1 season, but then took on a major rebuilding project in East Dillon. And, Matt, you know how difficult that East Dillon situation Very was. Very difficult. Very challenging circumstances. Rebuilds that program 2-8 and eight the first year, 9-1 and one the second year, and they win the state title. The East Dillon Lions winning a state championship, that's... I mean, that's storybook stuff. Well, let's not forget all the drama off the field oh, that please. was happening so as well much. that he had to navigate through, make sure that his team was ready leader for game day. Yes. I mean, that, that is a leader. And uh, absolutely. You want to hear about some accolades? I'll give you some. Listed MTV's best TV character of 2011. <laughs> AOL TV placed him in its top 20 TV dads. AOL what, said that? What more do you want? AOL said that? What more do you yeah. want? AOL. Wow. I ask yeah. you. I, I mean, ask you. He has to be at High the top praise. of the list. He has to be. If he's not, and what is are we there doing? any any catchphrase for a coach better than clear yeah. eyes, whole hearts? Can't lose. I mean, come on. Th- I mean, I think we already have the graphic I'm ready for that. We need to get that made, actually. Daniel, can we listen to explosions in the sky for a second? Yeah, that should bring <laughs> us out. That really should. If you don't know who this coach is, Google him. Uh, you'll instantly fall in love with him, like we have here at the group chat table. And we hope that he's at the top of the list of all the names that we ran through today. Of course, there are more names in the coaching carousel that we will be keeping an eye on that everyone will. And from what we hear, this is going to happen pretty fast. So buckle up, everyone. We, we are going to have a new coach for the Carolina Panthers sooner rather than later um, in 2020. But before we go, New Year's is another – it's a not a real holiday. I'm not a huge New Year's guy. I'll yeah, just come out and say fair. it. It's not a real holiday. Okay, it's a it is a turning of the page. It is a new calendar year for everyone. But uh, I don't really think it's a real holiday. But it always gives some good stories. So let's give the groupies. Let's go down memory lane of quickly. Has to be pretty quick here. We're on we're on time. What's what's like a New Year's story that everyone's got? Will Will wanted this segment, so I want to know what this one's about. Well, I, I I was in Times Square. No. Did you wear a diaper? I hear people no. have to do that. <laughs> I, I I walked I walked by it and all the people were in like the cages. They have yes. everyone in cages. That's why you have to wear a diaper. Yeah, you it's can't ridiculous. get out. But when you said like unfortunately we all were forced in that moment to imagine Will wearing a diaper. Like that's just yep. not I, I didn't You're want welcome. I didn't Sorry. want that. I didn't want that. You're welcome. Yeah. No, it was great. We we had a we had a bar like that we reserved a spot like our whole group so we just walked through Times Square on the way to the bar in in like the village or whatever. It was awesome. 
And then That's cool. getting to see that and then walk back through it at 1 a.m., it was like a war zone. Wow. It was nuts. Yeah, that's cool. All right, I want to hear Matt. Yeah, Matt, I don't have, have any great stories, so I just yeah, want to hear Matt, too. Uh, yeah, Max and I are kind of the, eh, it's not real We're holiday. lame. What about you? Uh, last year, me and my girlfriend at the time, now she's my fiance, we didn't really know each other all that well. We went to a bar, and we were. she was with her group of friends, I was with my group of friends, and the floor was really wet and sticky at the same time. It was like mm. a, one of those gross like college bars type things. So I'm beelining it across the bar to get um, get me and I think one of my buddies a drink, and I go down at 90 miles an hour. Oh, just my like, gosh. Just straight down. <laughs> and I pop up real quick because I was like, you know, this girl that I was dating and I was crazy about, I was like, she cannot have just seen that. <laughs> Luckily, she didn't see it, okay. but then later on I found out that she did the same thing, that she went and Aww. fell 90 miles an hour. Aww. And True then love. she... She, I didn't see it, which was unfortunate. I would have paid money to see that. But I thought that was funny. You guys asked me for a story. I don't have That's a lot really of... sweet. Aww. This Both is sweet. you busted your butt. Yeah, yeah. that is. That it's is relatable. Really nice. That yeah. way you guys can just relate on that. I guess so. Kindred That's spirits. really sweet. I've never Kindred had a New Year's kiss. There's a fun fact. I was dating a guy at, a ta- at, at yeah, that time. I was this. with him. I just didn't kiss him at New Year's. I, just, I don't know. For some reason, I was like... Always, it's birthdays and New Year's where you reevaluate your life. And I think that's what was happening with that relationship. Oh. Wow. So it didn't work out? <laughs> no, that one didn't work out. <laughs> yeah. No, that one that one did not work out. What's everyone doing tonight? Going back to Greenville, South Carolina. Whoop, whoop. Oh. Same bar, actually. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Same bar. <laughs> Same bar. Oh, how about that? It's a three-year tradition now. Oh, okay. Oh, that's that's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. Just going to go out to a nice dinner. Oh. Be a nice night at home afterwards with the wife and dog. Are you going to make it to midnight? <sighs> TBD. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> what about you, Will? I've got uh, got some house party plans. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Thanks for the invite. Yeah. You're going to Greenville. Yeah, but I still would have liked the invite just to know I was thought yeah, of. I just want to, I want to be invited. It's a courtesy thing. That's it's fine. okay. What yeah. friends do. But I'm sorry. not coming, but it would have been nice to Yeah, I, I'm with you, Matt. I'm with you. I have plans, but I can't tell you about them until next week. Oh, cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. So everyone have a again? wonderful... Yeah, I'm getting engaged again. <laughs> no, I'm not. But guys, I hope you had a wonderful 2019. Thank you for letting us be a part of at least some of it. Uh, 2019, of course, was a great year for all of us because the group chat started. This has been a really fun ride. So 2020, we have a lot of fun and exciting things planned for you, starting with keeping our eye on this coaching search. So I hope everyone has a great and safe night and a great start to 2020. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.